Hello and welcome to the Femme Financial Freedom Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Giles, founder of Chic Money. I wholeheartedly believe that financially empowered women will save the world beginning with their own. So this is the podcast for you if you know that it's time to dissolve your debt, double your profit, feel amazing about money and create the financial freedom that you have always craved. So make yourself comfortable. Enjoy today's episode. It is your time to create Femme Financial Freedom. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Femme Financial Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Giles, founder of Chic Money, author of Financially Free Forever and your host of the Financial Freedom podcast. So I am so excited to have you here today. Welcome. If this is your first time tuning into the Femme Financial Freedom podcast, you have found your home for financial freedom that is created in a feminine, aligned and powerful way. And if you're a long-term listener, I'm so thrilled to welcome you back into this space. And in today's conversation, we are delving deep into the concept of financial stress and how to shift out of financial stress. Now, I want to preface this conversation today by just sharing with you that it is same principle, different application. So whether it is financial stress, whether it's body or health stress, relationship stress, family stress, marital stress, children's stress. (laughs) I want to stop saying the word stress because words are incredibly powerful, but you get what I'm saying with that. It's same principle, different application in whatever area or way you are experiencing this. Okay, so if it's financially, which is obviously what the topic of today's conversation is going to be, but please substitute in whatever other stress you may be experiencing and take on board these principles and these concepts, knowing that you can apply them to any other area of your life whenever any other stress appears in any other way. Okay. (laughs) I'm actually giggling to myself because I remember thinking at one point, and I've done a lot of work to change my thoughts around this, but I remember saying, uh, you know, someone's always misbehaving, whether it's the babies, the business, (laughs) like the children, the business, I was like somebody or something is always misbehaving. Now I want you, and I think that's a really powerful point to pause on because I want you to also be aware of any seemingly innocent words and phrases such as that, that you may use in your life. So I may jokingly be laughing and saying to a friend or my partner or someone in conversation, oh yes, like somebody's always misbehaving, something always is going wrong. In a jokey, laughy way, you know, and just kind of recognizing the frivolity and the funness and the lightness that, you know, potentially there might be always something that needs your attention. However, the universe is has a very interesting sense of humor. And it doesn't get black, it doesn't get gray areas, it's black and it's white, and it doesn't understand humor in the way that we do. And it doesn't have the tonality, if you may, of seemingly insignificant words that you may use. Okay, so when you, I jokingly say, for example, oh, someone's always misbehaving, like the universe is literally taking that to heart, literally black and white 
it believes it's hearing me say that I believe somebody is always somebody or something is always misbehaving and essentially going wrong okay and your words have critical creative power I actually was on a coaching call with a client yesterday and I I was I caught her on a few things that she said because those who work with me in my either my Money Mastery Academy Wealth Acceleration Program, which is a group coaching program, um, I will pop the link below if you would like to download the info pack for more info about that program. So I am forever the language Nazi. If it's in a post that someone's put in the Facebook group, if it's a conversation on our coaching calls or many of the bonus additional live streams and trainings I do in that program, I am the language Nazi. If I hear a, a word, I will pick you up on it. Because as I said, even if it's said in a jokingly, seemingly insignificant way, the universe is never off duty. Okay, your words and your energy are always incredibly potent and powerful. And so in this conversation with my client yesterday, she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was using this language. And the thing is, is that, we're so conditioned and habitual creatures that when you say something consistently or regularly or whatever, like it becomes a part of your being and it doesn't necessarily trigger any kind of awareness or thought process around that because it just feels so natural and normal that it doesn't trigger your attention in any way. Okay. So consider me, your language Nazi in your back pocket, and I invite you, unless we're working together, to really take that on for yourself and really be like, okay, let me be super mindful of my language. And here's the other element of that. So there's this amazing book called Conscious Language by, I think it's Robert Tennyson. I think, I think it's definitely Tennyson. And in that book, he speaks about your vocal verbal language is only 20% of your language. Okay. And so I want you to think about all the other ways that language is conveyed, embodied, communicated. I want you to consider other ways in which people communicate. So those who are closest to you, I'm sure that you are able to communicate with them with a single scathing look <laughs> or potentially a seductive look to your partner it, it it's so powerful the ways that we communicate without language i mean look at babies for instance they can't talk but they are experts at getting their needs met in the moment they have those needs to be met they will make you clear of what they want to need and so my invitation for you today is to realize the other ways of communication as well so a look is certainly another really powerful way. The other thing is energy. Energy and vibes don't lie. At one point in time, you've always, somebody, you've always at some point walked into a room and felt a vibe or an energy around something. So I oftentimes, and the reason I'm getting my words a little mixed up there is because my mind was going to, a lot of the work I do with my clients is around your money story and around your upbringing and what you experienced and felt around money as a child. And so oftentimes you will hear words or phrases such as money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. Don't be too showy. You know, the, the common-ish kinds of experiences around money. 
But then there's always that memory, that feeling of a distinct emotion. So potentially, I know for me, you know, when we would go shopping, uh, be it in a supermarket or a clothing store or wherever, as a child, I just knew, don't ask for anything. You're not getting it. Don't ask. There was an energy of stress and fear and anxiety, unless it's on special, unless it's home brand, and <laughs> unless it's a special occasion, forget it. Okay. And so that's another powerful way of communication. And in fact, the unspoken communication is even more powerful than the spoken and verbal communication, because I'm sure you have memories and instances in your life where somebody has said something and you're like, you're not buying it. You know, that's not true. It doesn't resonate on level on any level and you just are not feeling it. So I want you to, as we consider today, the focus of shifting out of financial stress, I want you to consider all of the tangible and intangible and felt and unfelt ways in which financial stress is present to you. Okay. So in terms of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, the looks you give, the looks you receive, <laughs> the, your vibe, your energetic signature, just the, the default way of being around that, okay? Because that's going to really help you to identify where that financial stress and pressure is being vibrated out in your exist in your experience, okay? So for example, oftentimes when you're in financial stress, you'll find it really hard to make sales, even though you might be like, oh my gosh, I need money. And here's the thing, this really shows you that money isn't responding to what's needed because if money showed up where it was needed, we wouldn't have world hunger. We wouldn't have people defaulting on their bills and about to be kicked out of their housing because they don't have the money to pay. Money doesn't just respond and go where it's needed. There is a specific vibration and energy that is radiating and attracting money at all times. And I want to help you to be fully aligned and embodying with that energy. And perfection isn't required. You know, willingness and diligence is enough. It doesn't mean that you're never allowed to have a negative thought about money ever again. Absolutely not. But we want to be focusing on the balance of power. And we want to be focusing on the predominant thoughts and feelings, words, energy that you're vibrating. Are they in alignment with abundance? Or are they in alignment with the stress and the pressure that you're experiencing? Okay. So I want to share with you a story straight out of my journal. Okay. I'm just going to open up to the page right here. And I want to share with you because when you're feeling stress or pressure around something, the spiritual gurus, and I do not want to be lumped into that category. And I, I not for a minute do I think I am, but... You know, I'm very grounded and aligned in practical strategies and understanding and I'm an accountant and all of those things <laughs> because I always, the work that I do with my clients and right here, you know, I already see you as a client, whether you're paying me money or not, I, I love and I care for you and I want the best for you. And so I always say, we don't throw mantras around like pink paint. Okay. We don't just mantra or affirm our way out of somewhere because you can mantra and affirm all you want, but again, remembering that your spoken language is only 20%. It's only a, a piece of the puzzle, a slice of the pie. The other 80%, if your words are saying, I'm a 
self-made millionaire. I'm debt-free. I receive hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. If that's what your language is saying, but your energy is like, liar, have you looked at your bank account? You're, that's not true for you. No, 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 no. You know, so this is where the, the push-pull comes into play. So the first thing I invite you to do if you're feeling that you're in that space of financial stress the only way out is through and you have to feel it to heal it. And yes, I wish you could just throw some mantras around and get there. Actually, I don't because you wouldn't get the growth in the process. But, you know, I always say if it was just a matter of wanting it, we'd all be skinny billionaires. Let's be real. OK, so wanting it isn't enough. So we're going to need to go a little bit deeper. And I want to share with you that the first thing to do if you're feeling financial stress is to stop, pause, breathe and feel those feelings. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, you're going to want to raid the chocolate biscuits in the pantry, scrub the toilet, fold the washing, go shopping, whatever it is. Actually, I read this. I heard this quote the other day, actually, on a podcast. And it said, when the going gets tough, we go shopping. <laughs> you know, everyone has their distraction of choice, whether it's food, clothes. <laughs> you know, for some people, it's it's this is when addictions come in, be it alcohol, be it sex, be it whatever the case may be. These, these are the ways that we distract ourselves, And I want to share with you that the way to get through that financial struggle and to get to the other side is to firstly sit with those uncomfortable feelings because there is always the breakdown before the breakthrough. And I want to share with you my breakdown from the other day. Okay. I had this moment in my journal and literally I'm going to read to you, paraphrase this journal entry to you. So I wrote the date and I wrote my intention. And I wrote, today I am, because here's the thing, you always want to be speaking about your intentions as though it's happened. It's done. It's not I am going to. It's I am. I have. I did. I achieved. I let go of. Whatever it is, we're speaking about it as if it's done. So here was my glossy first thing in the morning intention. I was like, today I am up leveling in every area of my life and business. I feel relaxed, at ease joyful, magnetic. I'm honoring and valuing myself. I have high belief in self-worth and I am choosing to embody and receive at the level in alignment with who I am choosing to be. Okay. So that's what I wrote in my journal. And then I wrote, <laughs> so I wrote that. And then, um, I must admit, I went off and got on, got on with my morning, probably preparing breakfast for the children or something along those lines. And there was a part of me that was like, Jessica, you're full of SHIT. Like, no, you're not feeling that. Like, you, like, it's great to have an intention, but ultimately I could feel the limiting beliefs. I could feel the fear and the anxiety and the stress raise, rising within me. And, you know, I've become good at honoring myself. I've observed myself for a long period of time now. And so I come back to my journal. I remember distinctly, I prepared the children's school boxes, lunch boxes and got all of them organized and got what I needed sorted for the day ahead. And I come back to my journal and I literally have scribbled a line. So like drew a line through this end. That's my sort of my signature thing. I'm like, right, I'm going to draw a line through this. So I drew a line and I was like, then I wrote, I... F word, quit, dot, dot, dot. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I went from glossy, powerful intention for the day to let's be real, Jessica, you quitting. Like, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I effing quit. 
Um, we have a bit of a joke in my family, actually, because my daughter, um, she had a, a fight with a friend a little while ago and uh, we come across some writing that she'd done and she was like, I am done with her. And it was so funny because my daughter uh, is very, um, you know, she once she's done she's done and so <laughs> we have a joke now in the family whenever there's something we'll be like we're done like just channeling her so it's, it's quite funny and so I was like I effing quit <laughs> and then I was like okay I just need to be really honest with myself here and so I wrote about all the things that were causing me stress and pressure and anxiety and I just let them out and I dumped them through and I was just like I'm feeling worried about this I'm stressed about that why do I keep coming back to this you know, I just was like, I'm just going to be brutally honest with myself here. And as a result, I, I felt I'm not going to lie and say that I skipped out of the door feeling as light as anything, because the truth is I got into the car to take my daughter to school. I received a text message that really annoyed me. <laughs> I had to come back into the house as a result of that text message, go back out again. So I'm not going to say that I just instantly felt rainbows and unicorns and lollipops. And, but I know, I know that I have to feel it to heal and I have to process it. So I let it all go and I, I let myself have that. And I was like, okay, I'm now choosing that I want to get to the next better place of feeling. So here's the thing. When you're in this place of financial stress, it's easy to spiral. It's easy to do the stress spiral. And your feelings will always inform you what you're focusing on. So for me, my feelings that morning, although I might have started out, you know, I'd say blissfully unaware and ignorant because I wasn't feeling aligned, excited about the intention I set. It was like, I don't want to feel this way. This is how I want to feel. <laughs> and so then I come back to, you know, my, my feelings told me what I was focusing on and what you focus on expands. So I could tell that I was attracting more of that. Okay. So I felt all of that frustration. I journaled on it. I let it go. I stormed back into the house, <laughs> did what I needed to do, stormed back out. And then I kind of was like, okay, like I'm about to get in the car and drive my children. It's really important for me to, to get to a better feeling place so that I can be a relaxed driver, mother, and, and get this morning back on track. Like I don't want to spiral throughout this way and still be feeling this way at 5 PM tonight. So I got back in the car and I knew that I needed to get into a better feeling fate. And so this is when you, it comes in to really know yourself powerfully. So for me, I know that listening to something is always going to help, whether it's a positive uplist, uplifting playlist, whether it's an audio book. And in this moment, I chose an audio book. So for you, it might be visualizing something. It might be scribbling down a mantra. It might be looking at your vision board, whatever works for you. You are the guru on you. You know yourself better than anyone else. So trust that you know what is right for you. So I decided to um, put an audio book on. And the funny thing is my children kind of groaned because they're like, oh God, we have to listen to more of mum's boring stuff. And I'm like, you will thank me in 20 years time. You're going to be so grateful that you were listening to all of this. It is soaking in subconsciously. So I put the audiobook on and I must admit I was driving and I was like, you know what? I don't even feel like listening to this audiobook. I was annoyed by it. I didn't want to listen to it. But I was like, just sit with it, stay with it, you'll get your golden nugget. And I did. And I had a pause point and I had a reflection. I dropped my children off to school. I pulled over. I quickly wrote down some notes from what I'd 
uncovered through listening to the audiobook that I did not enjoy listening to at all. You don't have to enjoy doing the things that are good for you. And then I kind of shifted a little bit. Again, I'm not going to say I did a pendulum swing, but I felt you always want to just be reaching for the next better feeling, the next best feeling. Okay. You don't have to jump a hundred points. It can literally be a small step because small steps add up to quantum leap. Okay. I then received a really exciting text message. I then received new sales coming in and, and then things improved and uplifted and continued to do so. I then had a really productive morning, uh, some really great client breakthroughs, some client results come through. So here's the thing. It's, I started the morning in the stress spiral. And again, it doesn't matter what area it is in. It's always the same principle, different application. I felt, I felt it. I realized that my feelings were creating more of it. I chose to move through to the next better feeling. And I, I, I stuck with the process. I did what worked. And I want to share with you that there was no magic wand. There was no cute angel singing brand new insider information. You already know everything you know to make your next $3 million or whatever your big goal is. Okay. This isn't about needing more knowledge. We are overrun with knowledge in this world that we live in. There is so much knowledge that you can soak up and receive. In fact, it's usually information overload. So what got me through that wasn't new information. What got me through that was sitting with the uncomfortable feelings. It was doing what I know to do. You know, I always say the work works when you work it. It's working the work that I know works. It's sitting with the uncomfortable feelings. It's not living in an illusion that everything has to be roses and butterflies and unicorns and lollipops at all time. Okay. It's, it was giving myself permission for it not to be. Okay. So a couple of things to mention in closing, you know, whatever you focus on with feeling is what you're attracting to you. It's whatever is coming to you. Express post. Okay, so this is why it's so critically important to be aware of your thoughts and feelings because awareness is the first step to change. Okay, so when you're focusing on stress, when you're focusing on a lack of money, when you're focusing on whatever it is, you're going to create more of it. So, just as you know, I wrote my shiny glossy uh, intention for the day. I then very quickly realized that I wasn't feeling aligned to that at all. And that's where your job lies. It's not in setting the intention because many people have beautiful vision boards and clearly articulated goals that just don't get achieved. So it's not about the goal and it's not about the vision. It's about clearing up the misalignment. It's about healing the inconsistencies. It's about releasing the identities that don't serve you. Okay. So I hope that's been of some value for you and helped you to see that one, we're all human. Okay. Life doesn't have to be perfect in order for you to be abundant and to be loved and provided for and protected and all of those things. It's not necessary at all, but your awareness is necessary and you focusing on what you desire to experience is necessary to attract that. Okay. Now, this is also where you get to call your imagination into play. Okay. Because 
what's going to happen is you're going to manifest and attract and call in, be a vibrational match for whatever label you want to put it, whatever your energy and focus is on. So when you're in financial stress, again, it's knowing yourself and knowing what works for you. So whether for you, it's closing your eyes and visualizing more money coming in than going out, whether you're seeing the situation taking care of itself, whether you're seeing yourself being taken care of in this situation. One of my core, core beliefs is not that we want to ask for the situation to be solved. We want to ask for us to be healed in the situation, to get what this situation is here to give us so that you don't have to keep repeating that pattern. That's the ultimate gift. Because if you fix the situation, in inverted commas, but you don't fix yourself, you're just going to create more of that again in a different way. So we don't want to pray for the situation to be fixed. We want to almost pray for us to be fixed within the situation. And I use the term fixed, you know, healed, awakened, transformed, let go of. That is what the ultimate prayer and up level is, is when we stop asking for things to just be taken care of and we ask for us to be taken care of in that. And, and that's a choice. That's a commitment. And that's choosing to move through the process, even and especially when it's uncomfortable to do so. So my loves, I hope that this episode has been of value for you and helped you to create some tools and some awareness and some healings and up levelings around shifting out of financial stress, realising what you are attracting, realising the different ways that you're attracting it, not only through your words, but through your energy. Because here's the thing, if it was only a matter of words, my intention journal entry would have been enough, but it wasn't. Because I realized that I, did, I wasn't feeling those words. I didn't believe them. I wasn't aligned to them. And I had to let go of that. So coming back to your, you know, I, I actually encourage you, if you're feeling in that space, the best thing you can do is go and write your own IFN quit journal entry like I did. <laughs> because there is always the breakdown before the breakthrough and the only way out is through and moving those emotions through your body is the most powerful way to get to the other side of that. So it's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you for today's episode. If you have enjoyed what we've been focusing on, I invite you to click the link in the episode notes or go to chicmoney.com.au slash info and download the info pack of and explore how we can work together on your next step toward your financial freedom goals and vision. And if you don't have that clear vision of what that is, that's even more encouragement to click that link and download that info pack because if we don't know where we're going, any road will do. I want to lead you down my proven framework, my proven path. I have countless testimonials and transformations from clients who have gone to six credit cards deep in debt and considering bankruptcy to $250,000 house deposits, buying their dream home. I have many, many stories like that and everything in between. And I want you to be your ultimate success story. And I would be honored to support you in that journey and on that process. So go ahead, click the link in the episode notes, download your info pack. I'd love to hear your insights from this episode. And here's to you creating FEM financial freedom.